what do you consider middle class? Turns out most Canadians have a pretty broad interpretation of that. I can understand that. I mean, most people, most of us think we are middle class, but it's hard to define what it actually means. Not only that, it does seem as though we are not as optimistic as we once were about the future of the middle class, too. So to talk more all about this, about how we're feeling, we're joined now by Dan Arnold, the Chief Strategy Officer of Polera, which has been asking these questions. Uh, Dan, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Now, what did you ask Canadians about? Yeah, so this is this is a poll that Polera's been doing for almost 10 years now, uh, really to try to figure out what middle class means. And, you know, like you said, there's no real concrete definition. There's not a Statistics Canada definition that says if you make between this and this, you're middle class. So we tried, tried to figure out what is that middle class uh, state of mind? What is that middle class definition that people assign to it? And I mean, this way we found out that about three in four Canadians, 78% consider themselves middle class. That hasn't changed too much in recent years. What has changed, though, is that the optimism of the middle class has really just drained out of it uh, in this post-COVID era that we find ourselves in. So would you say middle class ends up being a pretty wide range, a wide group of people? Yeah, I mean, this is I think this is why politicians talk about the middle class all the time, because uh, they feel like they're talking to everybody, pretty much. You've got uh, almost eight in 10 people who consider themselves middle class. Uh, That's true. uh, People at the top end of the income spectrum, if you make over $150,000 a year, nine in 10 people still consider themselves middle class, even though by any definition, they're doing quite, quite well. Uh, But even people who make 20, 30, 40,000 a year, the majority of them still consider themselves middle class as well, too. So uh, it's definitely a group that uh, spans the spectrum. And as a result of that, I think, um, you know, it, it's why politicians like to talk to the middle class because they kind of feel like they're talking to everyone. Okay. So when you have that kind of spectrum of income levels and backgrounds and all of that, and yet we consider it middle class, is the optimism, the lack of optimism, did that kind of cut across all of that? Yeah, so I, this is uh, really the big striking findings from this this survey here. We've been asking every wave, you know, how do you feel about the future of Canada's middle class? And usually about half of people have been optimistic. It's been between 45% and 53% every single time. This time that fell to just 30% of people who say they're optimistic about the future of the middle class. Uh, when we ask people... We asked parents, do you think your kids can grow up to be middle class through hard work? It used to be about eight in 10 parents said, yeah, my kids can be middle class if they work hard. Now it's down to just half of parents. So huge drop in terms of that level of middle class optimism out there. I think that's really just because of the environment that we're in right now of high interest rates and unaffordable housing and expensive gas and expensive grocery uh, fill-ups at the the grocery store. So I think... uh, you know, this environment we find ourselves in has really just made it difficult for middle class people of all parts of the uh, income spectrum. Okay, which is another reason why politicians are talking about it so much, right? Because if you're saying that no matter what income level you're at in the middle class umbrella, you're still feeling this way, that's a lot of people, Dan. Yeah, and I mean, we've done some other polling at Polera. We have a survey we do regularly called the Rage Index, which is asking people how angry you are about different things. And we've seen steadily over the last year or two just the level of anger and frustration in Canadians going up. And it really is being driven by this uh, economic situation. It's kind of the post-COVID funk that the country finds itself in where everything's just more expensive and you can't afford a house. And, you know, ultimately this is creating a lot of frustration out there. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of politicians are trying to capitalize on that and, uh, and try to speak to people and offer them a little bit of hope uh, or at least solutions for what's going on. 
So when you ask people about that, first of all, great name, Rage Index. Love it. Um, what what would you say is the top of the list when it comes to frustration for people? Yeah, and it's really um, more than anything at this point, I'd say the two things that stand out would be the cost of food at the grocery store, because uh, that's something you experience every week, right? You're going to the store and then bacon's more expensive than it was the week before and milk's more expensive than it was. And it's something that you're just constantly exposed to. It impacts everybody because everybody's got to eat, right? So that's usually at the top of the list in terms of economic frustrations people are feeling. Uh, but then housing is something, especially for young people, uh, where they are just feeling like they can't have the same opportunity that p- their parents had. They're not going to have the same uh, opportunity the previous generation had to own that house in the suburbs. Um because it is so unattainable for them. And then if you got a house um, and you have to renew your mortgage right now with interest rates the way they are, uh, suddenly you're a couple hundred dollars short on your monthly um, checkbook than you yeah. were uh, previously. So I think uh, you know the housing uh, market being unattainable for many people and then those who are in the market having to pay more on mortgage renewals uh, due to interest rates are really having a big impact on Canadians as well too. Okay, have you seen trends like this before or is this new? I mean, there's been times in the past when people have felt um, like the economy is not going great. You think back to like, you know, 2008, 2009 wasn't a great economic time. Um, But I do think the difference now is that it's hitting people a bit more directly just because this is stuff um, that, again, people are exposed to all the time and impacts them personally when it comes to inflation, cost of living. Um, Whereas when you get times when the job market's a bit softer, yeah, obviously, if you lose your job, that is catastrophic for you. But Mm -hmm. even when times are tough, you know, unemployment rates go up to, what, 10, 15%. It's not impacting everybody. Whereas, you know, the pressures that we're facing right now are things that pretty much everybody is facing. And I think that creates a lot of that frustration and that decline in middle-class optimism that we're seeing right now. That's going to make next year so interesting for your job, isn't it, right? To see how this evolves in 2024. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I think right now this uh, this high level of anger, this low level of optimism is being driven really by the economic situation. So if you got to a point where, you know, interest rates were cut, where inflation went down a little bit, you know, people might start feeling a bit better about the economy. And, you know, we'd have to see if that translates to growing middle class optimism uh, or not at that stage. We'll see. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Sure. No problem. Anytime. Dan Arnold, Chief Strategy Officer of Polera. Listen, those are some very interesting findings. Not surprising, really. One, that most Canadians consider themselves to be middle class, but we don't have an actual definition on what that means. I think if you asked just about anybody, they would tell you they're middle class, right? Uh, And also, though, that no matter where you fit into that umbrella of middle class, you are struggling or not at least not feeling optimistic about the future. And I don't blame you with everything that's going on out there these days, right? There's It's hard to find the optimism, even if you are a person who considers himself to be positive and glass half full. It is tough out there. And let's hear your thoughts on that too. Simi at cknw.com. Uh, all the challenges out there for 2024, you're looking ahead to the year economically for you, your family, or just you, how are you feeling about that? Do you think it's going to be a good year or do you think, no, I'm definitely going to have some challenges next year financially? Let me know. Simi at cknw.com. Always helps to know what people are thinking.